Hello there again, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and I'm excited today to read Mark chapter 12. This is day 12 of our journey. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will, and we're going to read our scripture together. Before we do that, let's think about some things to look for as we read Mark chapter 12. Look for the challenges that are presented as religious leaders question Jesus about authority and taxes and the resurrection. Look for the masterful wisdom of Jesus. Watch how he navigates the details and those intricacies of grace and insight. The chapter is going to share the parable of the tenants. And in the parable of the tenants, it highlights God's persistent call for our wholehearted devotion. Some things to keep on our heart as we read. As Jesus challenges the religious leaders, he he faces these challenging questions. Watch how he responds and see if we can match that. And then in the parable of the tenants, that wholehearted devotion I said I spoke of. Think about that and its significance on our own journey of faith. So now that we are primed for our reading of the scripture, let's go to verse verse one of Mark twelve. We'll read verse one all the way to forty four, the entire chapter of Mark twelve. We begin with that parable of the vineyard owner. Verse 1. He began to speak to them in parables. And he told this parable. There was a man that planted a vineyard. He put a fence around it, dug out a pit for a wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenant farmers. And he went away. Then at harvest time, he sent a servant to the farmers to collect some of the fruit from the vineyard from them. But they took him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Well, again, he sent another servant to them, and they hit him on the head and treated him shamefully. Then they sent another, and they killed that one. He also sent many others, and some they beat, and others they killed. He still had one to send, a beloved son. Finally, he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenant farmers said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill the farmers and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This came about from the Lord and is wonderful in our eyes. Verse 12, they were looking for a way to arrest him, but feared the crowd because they knew that he had spoken this parable against them. So they left him and went away. 
Then they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to trap him in his words. When they came to him, they said to him, Teacher, we know you are truthful and don't care what anyone thinks, nor do you show partiality to teach the way of God truthfully. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But knowing their hypocrisy, Jesus said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. Well, they brought a coin. And he said, Whose image and inscription is this? Caesar's, they replied. Jesus told them, Well, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and give to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. Verse 18. Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and questioned him. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife behind but no child, that man should take the wife and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first married a woman and dying, left no offspring. The second also took her and he died, leaving no offspring. And the third likewise. None of the seven left offspring. Last of all, the woman died too. In the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be, since the seven had married her? Jesus spoke to them, Isn't this the reason why you're mistaken? You don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, haven't you read in the book of Moses in the passage about the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. Verse 28. One of the scribes approached. When he had heard them debating and saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which command is the most important of all? Well, Jesus answered, The most important is, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, and the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have correctly said that he is one, and there is no one else except him. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is far more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to question him him any longer. Verse 35, while Jesus was teaching in the temple, he asked, How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself says by the Holy Spirit, The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put my, your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then, how then can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. Verse 38. He also said in his teaching, 
beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who want greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just to show. These will receive harsher judgment. Sitting across from the temple treasury, he watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Summoning his disciples, he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others, for they all gave out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. That was Mark chapter 12. What an incredible chapter, full of so many teachable moments, lessons, and insights into the wisdom of Jesus. Let's think about what we just read. So looking at this, let's talk about devotion. You know, in the parable of the tenants, it illustrates God's persistent call for that wholehearted devotion, complete commitment to God. This is a great chance for us to reflect on our own commitment. Are there areas where our devotion may be divided? And can we consider ways that we can deepen our commitment and our loyalty to God? There are a lot of distractions, a lot of things fighting for our attention. How can we mute that noise and focus on God and ways to glorify Him? Let's think about the wisdom and the challenges that we face. Look how Jesus responded to those challenges. Those challenges from not just any old folk, but the religious leaders that were very tactful. But Jesus responded with wisdom and grace. In our own lives, how can we, whenever we're faced with challenges, how can we seek the wisdom of God and respond like Jesus with wisdom and grace and a Christ-like spirit. So, so often we are easily angered and we respond without thinking about how we can share grace with one another. Let's think about generosity sacrifice. Look at the widow's offering. A humble yet sacrificial gift. It speaks volumes about where our hearts are. Think about your own posture towards generosity. How can we embody sacrificial giving? It's easy to give out of the surplus, but it's hard to give when it hurts. Not just monetarily. Sacrificial giving in relationships. Sacrificial giving to your community through your time. 
sacrificial giving through personal pursuits. It's a great opportunity for us to self-evaluate because ultimately the goal of Scripture is for us to be more sanctified, less like the world, and more like Jesus. Guys, have a great day. May you be full of grace to others. I look forward to Mark chapter 13. See you then. Be blessed.